Now, sometimes we ask that in difficult situations, like middle of the night, or those kinds of things. But it is a question that every parent needs to have an answer for, and it needs to be a biblical answer. Why did God give you, give me, children? Let's look at Psalm 127 and find out why Solomon said God gave us children. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And this house is talking about your home. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. The word heritage there means gift. Children are a gift from God. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of children. Thank you for every gift represented by every parent in this room. And I pray today, Father, as we go through the scriptures, that we would gain a new appreciation for our children and for why you gave them to us and what we are to do as parents now. And Lord, there are parents that represent different stages of parenting, some just beginning, some who are grandparents now, but we're still parents. And so help us to glean from the scriptures how to treat the gift of our children. And thank you that you present yourself to us in a father-child relationship. And that if we ever want to know how to be good dads and moms, we have a father we can go to. Thank you that you are a father to the fathers. Now work in this service to glorify yourself. I ask in Jesus' name.
Let me tell you what this message is not. This is not about what we as parents should have done in the past. I'm just curious, is there any parent in the room, and I'm not asking you to brag, I'm going to ask you to be honest. Is there any parent in the room who can say, I never made a mistake as a parent? Would you raise your hand? Julie. Yeah, Julie. Julie. <laughs> so far. No. And you know what? We're going to make more. So be encouraged. We're going to make more <coughs> mistakes. So this is not about perfect parenting. Because that does not exist on this side of eternity. This is about what we do now. Let me, let me talk to you about a couple of things as far as introduction. Let me say to you that the goal of parenting is not to train your children so they don't embarrass you. There are a lot of parents who do that. There are a lot of parents who, who want to bring up their children so that they don't make parents look bad. You know, we, we don't want our kids to smoke or drink or chew or date those who do. We don't want our children to get pregnant or get somebody pregnant. And as long as, as, long as they don't do certain things and they stay away from certain places and they, and they grow up and they're basically good kids, then as long as they don't embarrass us as parents, then we consider ourselves successful. Can I tell you, that's not biblical. So the goal of parenting is not to train our children so they don't embarrass us. The goal of parenting is not to train your children so that we look like great parents. <clears throat> Can I tell you that in the years that I've been a pastor, I've met parents like that. Parents down to the way they dress their children. I'm not saying dressing your children as a, dressing them up as a bad, I'm just saying <clears throat> down to just basic little things in life. Everything is about making mom and dad look good to other people. Boy, that's selfish. That is so proud. That is so arrogant. And that is so not like Jesus. The goal of parenting is not to train our children so that people think we have great kids. You know what that does for your children? That teaches your children to be little hypocrites. It teaches your children to wear a mask because we don't have great kids, do we? We have little sinners. Now, I know it's hard to believe when you look at babies like my grandson that he is a sinner, but he is and parents, so, you know, he's objecting to that, I hear it. So are your children. So are your grandchildren. So are you. And if all we do is train our children to be good kids, 
they may die and go to hell being good. It's more important to teach our children about God than about being good. So what then are the goals of parenting? Our psalmist again reminds us that children are a heritage from the Lord. They are a gift from God. We started the message by asking the question, why did God give you children? Another way we could ask that question is, why did God make you a parent? You see on the screen a couple of ideas. You have the now and the not yet. You know what? Everyone lives there. Believer and unbeliever. We live in the now. But there's also a not yet for all of us. Parenting is about both. The now and the not yet. And literally what we're doing as parents on a daily basis will affect our children for now and the not yet. And so what we want to do is look at parenting as it relates to this world and the next. So when we talk about parenting for the now, let me give you a couple ideas. Parenting for the now. In other words, what we need to do as far as training and and teaching our children to prepare them to live in this world. Prepare them to be like Christ. And the reason for that parenting, by definition, biblically, parenting is the process of making disciples for Christ in your own home. Parenting is the the process of making little followers of Christ. You understand, again, going back to something we said a little while ago, parenting is not about teaching your children to be impressive or to be good. Our children need to understand that they are not good. There is none good. No, not one. All of our children are sinners and fall short of the glory of God. When you teach your child to follow Christ you must first first teach them why they need Christ. We're talking about gospel here. We're talking about training your children to understand that they're sinners who need a Savior, and that's Jesus. And when they come to the point when, when they understand what it means to be a sinner and they understand that, that sin will send them to hell and, and Jesus is the sacrifice who will take away their sin when they come to understand that the job isn't over 
We still are training them not just to come to Christ. We're training them to follow Christ. And by the way, it all works together. Too many times parents, for whatever reason, and let me just caution you again, parents, for whatever reason, we seem to get, or some parents seem to think, if I can just get my child saved, then everything else is going to work out. Please stop thinking that way. We don't rear our children just to make a decision for salvation. We rear our children to follow Christ. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Prepare them to be like Christ. Let me read to you Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40, because this again encapsulates what we need to be teaching them as far as discipling, making them disciples. Master, this is someone who comes and questions Jesus about the law. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? In other words, what's the most important one? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Jesus is saying to them, the most important thing you can teach your children is to love God. Love God. You see, that's not the same as teaching them to be good kids. That's not the same as teaching your children, that their lives are all about making you look good. That's teaching your children that the highest priority of their life is God. That means that we will teach them to love the things God loves. And actually, he goes on here and he explains that not only we teach them to love God, we need to teach them to love people. See, he goes on and he says, this is the first and great commandment. And the second, verse 39, is like unto it, thou shalt love the Lord, or thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang or hinge all the law and the prophets. That's the, old, the, the way folks in the New Testament time refer to the Old Testament. In other words, Jesus says is, the two most important things that you and I can do with our lives is love God and love people. And really, if you boil the Old Testament down and all of its laws and all of its commands, it comes down to those two things. And he's applying that now into our day and age and saying, if you want to know how to obey God and you want to know how to please God and you want to know how to live in this life as a follower of Jesus Christ, love God and love people. So as a parent... Our primary responsibility, teach our children to follow Christ. How will that happen? By teaching them to love him, love God, and love people. 
Now to help us to do that, I want you to remember this. We always please first the one we love the most. We always please first the one we love the most. Parents, we've got to drill that into our kids. Because your kids are just like their parents in that they want everyone to love them. They want to be pleased by everybody else. They want to be served and in essence worshipped by other people. It's not natural for us to submit to authority in our flesh. It's, it goes against our grain at times to let someone else control our lives rather than being in control ourselves. Again, please don't think that I am against some things by what I'm about to say, but I do want to reinforce the idea that we live in a culture. We live in a culture that teaches self-love. We live in a culture that teaches and preaches self-love. That's why some parents are in, are run their kid, kids ragged in activities, in things, in sports or music or whatever the case may be, academics. And again, those things aren't bad or sinful in and of themselves. But when it reinforces self-love rather than love God and love people, it's a wrong priority. So, teach your children to love God and love people. Another thought related to the now. Teach your children to prepare for their own children. Teach your children to be good parents. And I take here the principle from 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 22. Again, that is a discipleship principle, but parenting is discipling. Where Paul says to, to, to Timothy, the things that I have committed to you, you commit to faithful men who will teach others also. Prepare your children to be good parents. Now let me talk to you about that a second because I think sometimes as parents, 
we need to be honest about how we parent. And there are certain patterns. And I don't know that we can necessarily go to the Bible and say, here, I think we can go to the Bible and see examples of these. But these, these ideas just come from working with people and other kinds of things. So let, let's talk about how you and I tend to parent. And, and I'm saying this primarily from my own experience, all right? Although I do think we could go to the Bible and see examples. A lot of times we parent from our past. From how we were parented. I, I, I can stand here and tell you there were, before I even got married and even after I got married and even after I got children, there have been numbers of times that I have made the statement I never want to be the kind of parent I had. Some of you have said the same kind of thing. But it didn't work. Because I can remember many times, and I know of many times even still that I parent like the parent I had. How many times have you heard the joke, now I sound like my mother? There's a reason for that. Now, for some of you, that's not a bad thing. For others, it terrifies us. We tend to parent from our past. Let me say two things about that. One is your past does not have to determine what you do now. And two, if you've had godly parents, praise God for them. And praise them to their face. Some of us parent just from our own personalities. We tend to parent based on the kind of person or personality we have. If, if, you know, if we're a type A personality, our children you know, live, live like their own caffeine. Um, if we're a melancholy kind of person, that, you know, sometimes our parents or our children take on that um, um, attitude. Um, just ask Drew. Um, we, 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 tend, we tend to parent from our personality. And you know what? God made us a certain way, but personality is not an excuse to do wrong. Personality is not an excuse to sin. And sometimes we let it be just exactly that. Some people parent from our own pursuits. In other words, we parent based on the kind of life we want. If we're driven and we're successful, that's how we think we have to parent. Uh, if, 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 you know, we're, we're basically lazy and don't want to get much out of life, that tends to be sometimes how we parent. We, ba- we parent based on our pursuits. Now, all of these can be good, but, but tend not to be, all right? But, but that's just how we do. So how should we parent? Well, we need to parent from principle and God's principles. Parent from principles. And most of the time, the principles we parent are either dealt with from a love perspective or a law perspective. Love or law. 
In other words, kids have to be a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things. We, we parent from a strict law viewpoint. Or sometimes we parent from a love viewpoint. We just want to be our children's best friends and, and we want them to know we love them and, and, and we never want them to, 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 to suffer or feel pain or, or uh, we, we, we want them to be happy. You know what? That, that's just as damaging as the, as, as the strict law. There needs to be a balance of both God's perspective, God's principles, and godly love. It has to be balanced. So parent from God's principles. And God is always a perfect father. So parenting in the now, prepare them to be like Christ and prepare them to parent their own children. Now let's talk about parenting now to prepare them for them. Because the fact of the matter is, as parents, we have the responsibility, the God-given responsibility to prepare our children for the biggest day of their life. And that is not their wedding day. The biggest day of their life is when they stand before Jesus Christ. So parent them for a crown. Romans chapter 14 and verse number 10 says, Why dost thou judge thy brother? And why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And although Paul never had physically had children that we know of, he did have spiritual children. And Paul says, beginning in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6, says, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me in that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love is appearing. It may not physically happen, this way but if Jesus doesn't come back in our lifetime one of these days you will have your last conversation with your children you will speak to them as their parent for the last time Will you be able to say something like this? I'm ready to depart. There's a crown for me. But will you be able to say this, son, when it's your time to meet Christ?
prepare them for a crown. How do we do that? Jeremiah helps us. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse number 23 says, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise men glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty men glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But folks, let me just stop there and say, isn't that what a lot of parents are teaching their children to do? To be smart, to be successful, to be strong in this life. And for some parents, those are the highest of priorities. To be strong, to be successful, and to be smart. But Jeremiah, actually speaking for God, says, But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. What does God delight in? Knowing him. How do you prepare your children for a crown? Teach them to know God. How do you do that? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And this is where Jesus was speaking on this text when we read it from Matthew a little while ago. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You know what? If you want to teach your children to know God, (coughs) teach them to know God's word. Teach them to hide it in their hearts. Teach them that it's more than just a book. It's, it's, it's God introducing himself and saying, this is how you know me. If I have one regret, and I have many as a parent, but I have one of my greatest regrets as a parent is not doing more to help my children hide <coughs> the word in their heart. Please don't make the same mistake I did. As parents, we are preparing them for the greatest day of their life. And we as parents will give an account For how we did. It's not about what we should have done in the past. The past doesn't determine how we do from now on. In preparing your children for a crown, you're doing the same for yourself. Being a parent. Is the hardest job anyone will ever have. 
And it's, it's work if it's done right. Parenting is hard work. Parenting takes time. It literally does take blood, sweat, and tears. There's an old Southern Gospel song. Will the circle be unbroken? <laughs> Speaking families together in heaven. Parent in such a way that there's no gaps in the circle. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your children. Thank you that you didn't leave us to try to figure out how to do those things on our own.